Hello, and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We're doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle. We hope that you have your copies so you can follow along. Today, we are in Chapter 5, The State of Presence. Section 3, Beauty Arises in the Stillness of Your Presence. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Gilda Simonet. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. Beauty arises in the stillness of your presence. What you have just described is something that I occasionally experience for brief moments when I am alone and surrounded by nature. Yes, Zen masters use the word satori to describe a flash of insight, a moment of no mind and total presence. Although satori is not a lasting transformation, be grateful when it comes. For it gives you a taste of enlightenment. You may indeed have experienced it many times without knowing what it is and realizing its importance. Presence is needed to become aware of the beauty, the majesty, the sacredness of nature. Have you ever gazed up into the infinity of space on a clear night, awestruck by the absolute stillness and inconceivable vastness of it? Have you listened? truly listened to the sound of a mountain stream in the forest or to the song of a blackbird at dusk on a quiet summer evening? To become aware of such things, the mind needs to be still. You have to put down for a moment your personal baggage of problems of past and future, as well as all your knowledge. Otherwise, you will see, but not see. Here, but not here. Your total presence is required. I love that. It's so relaxing for me to hear water running, like rain, rain falling. I love rainfall. I love the sound of the ocean. I love the streams. We have a creek behind where I live, and I love going down there just to listen to the water in the creek. <laughs> so it's interesting that he mentions that by saying, have you listened or truly listened to the sound of a mountain stream in the forest? And for, for me, for some reason, listening to water running is extremely relaxing. I can just get into a deep sleep or rest or meditation. Anyway, I, I love the sound of water running. Yeah, no, I love it too. Where I live, there's a koi pond and there's a little fountain that drips into the koi pond. Oh, so sometimes no. I like to crack my door open and just kind of sit next to it and relax while listening to that go. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Wow, listening to the waterfall and the koi pond and watching the fish would be very relaxing, I would imagine. It is. Eckert continues, Beyond the beauty of the external forms, there is more here, something that cannot be named, something ineffable, some deep, inner, holy essence. Whenever and wherever there is beauty, this inner essence shines through somehow. It only reveals itself to you when you are present. 
Could it be that this nameless essence and your presence are one and the same? Would it be there without your presence? Go deeply into it and find out for yourself. When you experience those moments of presence, you likely didn't realize that you were briefly in a state of no mind. This is because the gap between that state and the influx of thought was too narrow. Your satori may have only lasted for a few seconds before the mind came in, but it was there. Otherwise, you would not have experienced the beauty. Mind can neither recognize nor create beauty. Only for a few seconds, while you were completely present, was that beauty or that sacredness there. Because of the narrowness of that gap and lack of vigilance and alertness on your part, you were probably unable to see the fundamental difference between the perception, the thoughtless awareness of beauty, and the naming and interpreting of it as thought. The time gap was so small that it seemed to be a single process. The truth is, however, that the moment thought came in, all you had was a memory of it. The wider the time gap between perception and thought, the more depth there is to you as a human being, which is to say, the more conscious you are. Many people are so imprisoned in their minds that the beauty of nature does not really exist for them. They might say, what a pretty flower. But that's just a mechanical mental labeling. Because they are not still, not present, they don't truly see the flower, don't feel its essence, its holiness. Just as they don't know themselves, don't feel their own essence their own holiness. That is so true. So deep and so true. Yes. Yes, it is. Eckert continues, because we live in such a mind-dominated culture, most modern art, architecture, music, and literature are devoid of beauty, of inner essence, with very few exceptions. The reason is that people who create those things cannot, even for a moment, free themselves from their mind. So they are never in touch with that place within where true creativity and beauty arise. The mind left to itself creates monstrosities. And not only in art galleries. Look at our urban landscapes and industrial wastelands. No civilization has ever produced so much ugliness. Well, that's a heavy section of this book. Once again, we ran into another heavy section. And I have to agree, there's some beautiful architecture out there, and there's some that you just go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Eckhart is right when he says, no civilization has ever produced so much ugliness. In today's world, there are some monstrosities and at the same time there are some beautiful works that are being done by individuals that are tapping into the spiritual realm and their consciousness and bringing that beauty through 
Well, that's the end of this short section. <laughs> we hope you are enjoying our efforts here. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation and perhaps even earn a credential as a certified spiritual coach, we encourage you to go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com, and check out our courses, or give us a call at 800-711-4346.